Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hello, welcome to Jobber Talk, and we are recording at the V-Spot Resto Bar somewhere in Katipunan. And it is now a Yankstown protected resto bar. Hashtag Salabat Mayor, get well soon, Mayor. And also, we're giving a shout out to our friend and fellow, and uh, I guess he's part of the town now, Trian De La Torre, uh, get well soon, major champion. And right now, I'm here with my fellow citizens, uh, Kyle, Link, and Linus. Hello, guys, and welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah. Uh, hello. So, I also want to say that V-Spot is also known as Kayfabe Cafe's office. Oh, yes, Kayfabe Cafe's office. That's right, Link. Yeah. Well, I guess Kayfabe Cafe office is now under Youngstown. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about you, Linus? I'm going good, man. Uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Like, this is our first time doing a podcast and it's really humbling to, you know, share our insights and stuff like that. So, thank you, Martin. Uh, no, thank you, my fellow citizens of the town. <laughs> and, uh, again, get well soon, Mayor. Get well soon. You know, he should be joining us right now, but I, I heard he has flu-like symptoms from, yeah. you know, past few days. But before we go to the main MWF review, yeah. Mr. Link, I heard you were at the press conference. Uh, care to tell us what happened there? The floor is yours. All right. So what happened during the press con was they had a Q&A with... Um, it was the people who were able to ask the questions was me representing Kayfabe Cafe. And Paolo, shout out to you from Fight Sports Manila. Um, they were able to ask um, questions for the Man Bros, Tajiri, and Ho Lun with probably one of the most interesting questions from Ho Loon, where I was able to ask, what's the reaction back in Hong Kong after winning the MWF championship? Mr. Ho Ho Loon said to him, said himself that, oh, I cannot bring the championship back home because it's not with me. They have to redesign the belt, which we'll get into later. So after that, um, other questions were answered. Then one of the things that was said in the press con was the champion ng Masa championship. Which is being, which is, which they held an eight-man tournament for that. Now I had to ask, I had to ask them, what's this, what sets the champion ng Masa apart from any other belt? According to Tarek and Will, what makes it different is that the MWF championship can be defended outside the country. It can be defended for inter, against international, so on and so forth. Meanwhile, champion ng Masa is a belt that is made to help fill, build the homegrown talents within. So it's mostly exclusive to the MWF and hashtag Manilaverse. Now, other things that also was addressed during that was um, Action Novella, which I'm still not sure what it's supposed to sell yet. But um, hopefully in um, MWF Insider, they will be able to explain it more. After that, we have the State of the Fed address or SOFA. So SOFA... They address some things like the goal of Gus Queens is to remove all the problems that happened in the past administration. One of them being the MWF championship belt, which Ho Ho Loon said, oh, we need to redesign it because it looks crap. So because of that, they had to show a video showing how the belt was made. And oh my God, this belt is probably one of the best design, most unique belt designs in the Philippines today. 
you saw the belt, right, Martin? Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say about that? Well, since I said my piece in a uh, Facebook group, but I doubt most of us here in this table or listening, maybe just half of y'all, are part of that group. I say, like, it is a unique design. Looks like a jeepney, you know, looks like a jeepney emblem. But yeah, the issue is going to be the tassels. It's going to be high maintenance. And the rooster, because I hope they, you know, I hope that's not too sharp or they might get last last down there. In my opinion, um, when it comes to the MWF Championship belt, I hope that this is not a belt that will be used as a weapon. Because yeah, if it's it going to be used dangerous. as, if it looks like a weapon, it looks like someone's going to get hurt real bad and the design itself will like fall down. So yeah. hopefully it's not going to be used as one. I mean, you can easily use it as a belt weapon now because the handles, right? Yes. But also, they don't know the other way. Like, like I said, baka malaslas sa ilalim. Baka yun gagawin nila. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's that dangerous. There's jagged features there that, you know, it's like cutting edge technology right yes. there. So, other things that were addressed during the SOFA was this new rule, new, slow, new law called the CONGAS law, which means that if anyone tries to fight against Gus or rallies against him, they will receive major punishments within the show. So example, let's say, let's say someone like protests, like, oh, walang kwenta si Gus Queens, aus Gus Queens, like that. Some of the enforcers, I'm not sure what they're called, but they try to beat up those people who are trying to protest. And I feel so sad for one member of the Manilaverse who is known for being an activist against Gus Queens. Oh man, that's gonna be... Yeah, Cadenso. Oh man, that's Ka right. Okay, anything else we need to know about the sofa? So, one last is Kampion ng Masa. So it was addressed as well who the competitors are. So, it's not everyone was able to compete because one thing has to be addressed. So first off, it's Cascal Brian Leo. He was introduced for one of the participants of Kampion ng Masa. The second person was supposed to be Jarel. However... Moises and Jomar said that she couldn't make it due to sickness. And at the same time, since Jomar's there, he has also addressed the issue of the spaghetti that happened during the Liwanag retreat. Wait, don't you think it was because of the spaghetti that Jarel is also sick? I don't, I don't think so, since she never even had the spaghetti. Ah, okay. Must so, be some other causes. Okay. Get well soon, Sister Jarel. Yes. So right after that, Jomar had to apologize for what he did. So I'm sorry for, poison, for food poisoning you, Gus Queens. And Gus Queens immediately forgave him. And since Jorel is out and since Jomar Liwanag was able to apologize, the reward that was given to him was that he's going to replace Jorel in the MWF Champion ng Masa tournament fighting against Nigel San Jose. So we'll be able to see that. So it's the unstoppable suplex machine versus the unstoppable force that is as fast as a locomotive. Oh man. Uh, he is also known as the chef of spaghettis. Wow, he adding a lot of uh, you know things on his belt. Man, this Jomar guy is going well. Shout out to Jomar Liwanag. You know, Jomar... You have a lot of titles right now in your name. And man, I'm so proud of you. Nakaka-proud lang. 
shout out to Jomar. So many titles. All we just need now is a belt. Uh, yes. So, uh, that's the only thing left. That's the only thing that he needs left. <laughs> so that's the end of the sofa, right? Yeah. So on to the main show, and what's the opening match, guys? Um, there wasn't an opening match at first. William had to come out. Yeah. Um, oh, right. William. Something big. Yeah, okay, something Linus, big. take it away. Uh, William Elvin came out and and basically called Robin Saint. And honestly, this is sad news for the entire uh, wrestling region here in Southeast Asia because Robin Saint had to. Uh, retire for the meantime due to injuries. Yeah. yeah, due to injuries. And according to him, he hasn't been cleared ever after after the Chinatown show Republica. So afterwards, you know, he explained that he couldn't wrestle for the meantime and he needs to be cleared. So uh, also, uh, Robin Sane, get all soon. And I hope that when you come back, man, I hope that you'll bring really good. You'll be really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Robin Sane, you will be missed. Hey, man, you'll be missed, man. You'll be missed, Mr. Sane. Um, damn, it's going to be a... I hope it's not going to be a long retirement. Yeah, it's gonna, I hope it's not going to be a long time. it's not. So yeah, so that's a huge announcement to start off the show. And the first match was another huge match because it was yeah. Tajiri versus Fabio Makisig immediately. Yeah, uh, Fabio Makisig versus Tajiri, uh, round two. What Fabio brought to the table was really good. Like, he knew what to do now than the last time he fought against Tajiri. And napaka ano talaga, like, napaka perfect ng pag-execute niya namang moves. And Tajiri also, kudos to Tajiri for, you know, having a good match with Fabio. And honestly, I feel like this is gonna be a classic rivalry between them. Because, you know, Fabio is a well-known wrestler, right? Is, is a rising wrestler right now, and Tajiri being the legend himself, Fabio is out here proving himself that, hey, may bubuga ako, may, may gusto pa akong ibat-bat dito, may gusto pa akong mga banatan pa. And he's doing that, he's proving everyone in the scene that he's something. So kudos to Fabio Makisig for being well-rounded wrestler. So, yeah. How about you, Kyle? What did you like about this match? Because it was Fabio who got the pinfall victory. So the series is now 1-1. Yeah. It was really surprising that Fabio Makisig is able to do it. As in, like, after the match, you can see the joy within Fabio Makisig. Because if you can remember back in Halalan, but oh, however, I wasn't there. After the match, he was a bit disappointed with himself that he feels like he's supposed to be the one on top. But after losing to Kyle Season, Robin Sane, and Tajiri... He feels, he feels like he's no longer the guy on top. And now getting this win against Tajiri is already a big deal for him. That will help him increase his career in the near future. Alrighty, so after this match, what was the next match? I think it's a tournament match? Uh, no, no. Whoa, whoa, what else? What's happened? The next match is Youngblood facing the Man Bros of 
Hong Kong Pro Wrestling. Okay, this is the same team that defeated the team of Robinson and Ken Warren, and then JDL and Rex Lawin. So going in, obviously, the advantage is gonna be on the champs. But what a very unexpected twist of fate it was. So how did you guys feel after the bell rung and we got new tag team champions? Linus, you first. Ah, my gosh. Our section couldn't, you know, handle, we couldn't contain ourselves. Especially me, Link, and even Joey. Even Joey. Yeah, shout out to Joey. And, I know, uh, Eli also. We couldn't contain ourselves because, you know, we're proud of our boys because, you know, they basically defeated the best tag team in Southeast Asia, which is the Mangroves, which are, I think, uh, undefeated, are, they are undefeated for nearly a year. Then, here comes Youngblood with, an offense that you wouldn't really see in their matches. So, medyo ano talaga, medyo high, high octane yung kanilang offense. And damn, they were good. So, shout out to Frankie13 and Morgan Vaughn, even Tristan Creed, the whole young blood. You guys deserve it. Like what Lino said, it was really a wild match because you have the man bros. Um, the team that was able to beat Ken Warren, Robin Sane, Rex Lawin, and Jake DeLeon. Four of the big names in Philippine wrestling. And now this is the third time that the Man Bros are competing against a Filipino team. Right here in the Philippines for the very first time. Now, when I was, one of the, I was able to ask them actually about what are their strategies in competing against the Man Bros. And really they don't, if I could remember, they don't really have that much because they already are familiar with how they were able to compete against Filipino teams. So maybe the same logic goes to here. But it was really shocking for us. Like we were so happy when the, when the three, third count happened and we made his, basically Youngblood has made history being the first team, the first people to win an international championship that it was defended here in the Philippines. Then after the match, Frankie 13 cut a promo, then immediately ran to our section after that. So it was really such a great joy. So Frankie, thank you so much for everything and congratulations to you and Morgan Vaughn and Tristan Creed for winning the AWGC Championship. And the young blood will be joining the name of Bombay Suarez as the only local talent so far to win an international yes, belt yes. during their active years. Now we got the young blood representing the Philippines for the AWGC tag team titles. So now what's the next match for the night? Um, there wasn't a match Muna because uh, MWF senior analyst Tarek Altaych uh, called out Cadencio and Cadencio cut a promo about you know Gus Queens being this manipulative and RG at his at his hand. Then. Back RG sent Mangaso. A, a brand new wrestler, um, one of the young boys of MWF, formerly known as Blue Short. Yes. So oh. now another character has been unlocked in the Manilaverse. Oh yeah, one thing as well I have to say during the show is that Gus Queens gave out these monies. Um, 1,000 peso Gus monies. 
which has the face of Gus Queens, RG, and classical Brian Leo. And now that Mang Aso is here, can we now have Mang Aso in the money picture? I'm pretty sure we might. And how does this Mang Aso look like? What's his gear? What is he? Is he a militant kind of guy? Um, he's wearing a sort of shield, a for an old shield vest, like this armored vest. Then he has this bandana. He was wearing a bandana around his face, so you wouldn't see his what his nose and mouth looks like. So basically, a la Brian Fury, but you customize his face yes. with a mask. Yes, that's how you present Mang Aso. Yeah. And Mang Aso is really shown as, as a very strong guy, not to be a force to be reckoned with within Gus Global. So, like, how did he defeat Cadenso? Uh, Was there a special move that neutralized the threat of Cadenso for Gus Global? I honestly don't remember. Same, I'm, I also don't remember I'm sorry, the sorry, I'm sorry, Mang Aso. We're sorry, Mang Aso, but uh, we don't remember your move. But it was effective enough to pin. It was. it was effective enough to pin Cadenso and for Mangaso to get the W. So, yeah. And right now, you will not see this, but we're looking at the Gus Global stack of money. I'm being paid a couple of thousand Gus <laughs> credits right now to say the following line. Salamat Coco Gus sa pagpera mo sa Jabber Talk. <laughs> Hashtag protectado ni Coco Gus. So not only is V-Spot a Youngstown territory, it is also friendly to those with Coke. No, no. It's a neutral territory for Coco Gus and anti-Coco Gus. Yeah, yeah. yeah our, our town has to be neutral. I'm sorry, Coco Gus. But thank you for the offer. It just so happens that majority of us are pro-Coco Gus. <laughs> yes, yes. Like everyone here in this room right now. <laughs> so yes, next match before we have the Wrath of Cadenso upon us. So the next match is the first match from the first round of the Campion ng Masa Championship Tournament. So we have Moises Liwanag versus Mr. Lucha here. Two big men competing against each other in the first round. So who would you have had? Who was your pick for this match? Uh, Linus? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, my, honestly, my pick was Mr. Lucha. Same. How about you? Mr. Lucha as well. Mine as well. I'm sorry, Liwanag. But what happened? So what happened is, by the end of the, in the end, Moises Liwanag hits Mr. Lucha with the backbreaker. I'm not sure yet what he actually calls it, but that's the way how he was able to win the match. And probably the biggest shocker within the Campion ng Masa tournament, because we had our picks. Even you, you must have your picks for the tournament. And this whole bracket for mine blew it away. Totally destroyed after Moises Liwanag won that match. And not only him, actually other people as well who won destroyed my bracket as well. So I'm really surprised. So we'll see who he, how is he going to go against his next opponent, which we'll talk about later. Oh, man. So Moises won. Uh, what's the next match, Linus? The next match was Jomar Liwanag going, going up against Nigel Suplex San Jose. So I take it. Link, you're an SNSJ guy. Yeah, I NSJ was my pick. But however, when Jomar was chosen, I was so torn. One of the one of the fu funniest promos I've heard for us, for us basically, it's a funny promo. Um, we had Jomar say like, "We are joining the Liwanag retreat," and everyone's like, "Yay!" 
Makasakay kayo ng Liwanag Express. Yay! Akain kayo ng Liwanag Spaghetti. Yay! <laughs> And we couldn't control. So it's a really divided crowd. So it's either Nigel San Jose or Jomar Liwanag. But if it was Jorel... I had because uh, I was you know if if anyone doesn't know I was suppo- I'm sign guy in most of the shows. Originally my idea was I was supposed to give a sign against Jorel Liwanag saying Nigel's gonna kill you. <laughs> Imagine when she sees that and she gets pissed. But uh, who won this match with the speed of a train? The speed of a train and the strength of a train. <laughs> uh, Jomar Liwanag Uh, defeated Nigel San Jose with the sentence of Liwanag, mm-hmm. which is the which is the package pile driver. And after the match, Jomar shook Nigel San Jose's hand as a sign of respect, since both of them are really competitive, and you know as a sign of respect for Jomar. So yeah. And then after that, Jomar went to our section again, just like Frankie Thirteen did. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it was a really fun show because you had like Frankie 13 go to us and Joe Marliwanag basically interacting with the fans. Yes. Was he selling his spaghetti? Sadly, no. But Moises promised that he will feed us. So there was a Liwanag feeding program in the next show. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully there is. So what was the next match? Hold on. How, let's talk about some of the videos that were oh. presented. Oh, yeah. There were videos. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that first. So one of the videos there was present what that was presented was Fabio Makisig trying to destroy the car of classical Brian Leo. Yes, it happened. Trying to steal. Trying to steal. At first I thought he was trying to do a smoke. No. He was trying to smoke. No, it he was wasn't. Trying to steal the car. What was what was Fabio saying in that promo? I <laughs> But the audio was better now. And the audio was better now, Actually, definitely. There was not that much technical issues, but one of the ba- one of the best parts of the videos was the graphics that they used for matches. Oh, is it still the guys who were like moving, like yes, ruthless yes. aggression era WWE? Yes, yes they still use that. Oh yeah. hell yeah! But another extra thing is because since Road to Fate is a very casino type of theme. What they do is before an wrestler is introduced, they have like first off the Russian roulette, like spinning. Oh, then they show like, oh, it's Fabio Makisig. Then another one is I forgot what you call that, the, the one for the jackpot, the slot machine, slot yeah, machine, slot yeah, machine, yes. showing the others. However, if it's international guys, it just says like the number exactly, seven, yeah. like the number seven, then just the image. But it was like a big improvement in the graphic department for MWF to present this kind of way. Yeah. It was there in the last show, so Lucky Chinatown. Yes, I I was popping huge for the oh shit, that guy's moving. It's like wrong, man. Like wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, okay. It, gave, it honestly gave me nostalgia. It gave me nostalgia feels like, oh my gosh, they're they're moving. It really reminds me of 2003 to 2005 Raw and SmackDown. Kulang na lang ano yung beautiful people sa background. Yes, beautiful people. So yeah, props again to MWF for adding that per match. Shout out to production. Guys, you did a good job. There's some sexy ass, um, you know, sexy sexy ass match cards. (laughs) Anyway, go on, go on. So the next match here, we took a break first from the championship tournament. And we had now Canto Terror versus Luchadona. Wait. 
I thought they're partners. What happened? Um, I have no idea as well how come the match was ha- happened. But let's just say that the whole story of the match is mabaho si Kanto Terror. Well, well, of course he drinks. What, what do you guys expect? He smells like baby powder. But beer doesn't smell that bad, honestly. So, but yeah, the whole idea is like every time Kanto Terror gets near Luchadona, Luchadona's like, uh, disgusting, like that. Even to the point one time when Luchadona didn't do, Kanto Terror didn't do anything, she passes out because <laughs> of how bad Kanto Terror smells. Especially oh, man. during a lockup. Especially during a lockup. Yes. So, with the finisher that we're still not yet sure what it is, Lucha Donna won the match. Now, something interesting happened after that. And that is, Kanto Terror called out Lucha Donna and confessed his feelings to her. That he didn't talaga sa mabaho? No, that he likes, he has a crush on Lucha Donna. Ah, okay, well, okay that, that, that's not actually surprising. Had he said na, you know, I don't smell, that would be more surprising. He tried to defend it on social media that he doesn't smell bad. I'm like, you can't hide it, man. Even social media, I'm sorry, man. We love you, but you know. We love you, Kanto Terror, but come on, man. Get some proper hygiene. And you can check out YouTube, the YouTube channel of Till We Make It by Chikara Zone, Mike Wackenbush. There is a video about proper hygiene for wrestlers. Yes. Not that Quack is like DMing me and saying to shill this shit right now. Let's try to address that there was one wrestler in MWF who wasn't able to make it, and that is Gig Striker. What happened? So it was explained in his video. Um, I believe it's called Ikasamoy Popotoko. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he was actually he went back to college. Oh, nice. UP, which makes me want to go back to UP just so that I can be classmates with <laughs> Gig Striker. So while having his class, a student came in who's doing RTR room to room. And plugged in a org that she's going for. Like, oh, whoever wants to apply, go for this. Then after that, when the class was over, the girl approached Gig Striker and asked, hey, do you want to apply? Then Gig said yes. And she'll give her an assignment. More on that later. What assignment, huh? More on that more later. That later. <laughs> so speaking of more, what were the matches next? Eh? The next match after Luchadona vs. Counter Terror was Danger Rex Lawin going up against classical Ryan Leo. Man, I'm thing, happy about this match. One thing to address Ito is lang yung na-vote ko na tama eh. <laughs> one thing I have to also address is that Sorry. Veronica, Mike Shannon, is, uh, is back in MWF. Wait, how? I thought Coco just, you know... So. Rex Lawin invited her. So, technically speaking, not part of MWF's management, but an MWF audience member. Yeah, but at the same time, Rex Lawin, I, Mike, Mike, Mike Shannon was with Rex Lawin in, her, in his corner. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so basically, uh, Veronica Shannon is now managing Danger Rex Lawin. Wow, what a turn of events. Last year, he was choking out. Yeah, and a year after, we have this right now. What's next? Danger Rex Lawin joining the Young Blood? Um, we. We had a thing about that before with Frankie 13 back in Oros and Liwanag and looks like it's not going there. Yeah, it's not probably going to happen unless, you know, either side will be... Either Danger, Rex Lawin will have a change of heart. Who knows? Maybe. 
So, um, during the match, um, yeah, it's mostly focused on Rex Lawin doing the strong moves here. Not that much of classical Brian Lee. Like, I don't remember that much of CBL doing some moves here and there. Then, Rex Lawin was able to beat classical Brian Leo with a submission, which I'm not sure what the submission is. Is it a clean a clutch or a chokehold or something like that? I'm not sure. Then, Bri Brian Leo taps out Ooh. and advances. So, out of the four members of Gus Global, we have Moises and Jomar advancing to the semifinals with classical Brian Leo be the only guy out of the tournament. However, classical Brian Leo tried to say that Oh, it's this is not really. It's just cheating like that. Like, this is an illegal move. I'm like the victim. And then, um, the referee, Rosita Rosales, the female referee, um, tried to approach Casca Brailio, and Casca Brailio got pissed and tried to beat up the referee, which he got so many boos in the arena. But that's not enough. That's not the end. In the backstage, you have. Classical Brian Leo attacking Veronica and Rex Lawin. What? And it was interesting. If you know what happened back in the days about Classical Brian Leo and Veronica's past, yeah. it was kind of address. It kind of have some hints about it here, where um, I've, it the audio still needs a bit of improvement. But like Classical Brian Leo mentioned something about like about to Veronica and Veronica's like. Backfire is like, wow, talk about someone about lying. <laughs> so it kind of in our section is like, oh. Then the, ho the whole brawl went back in front, and Classical Brian Leo magically wears polo out of nowhere. <laughs> someone in the back actually mentioned that. Like, he was wearing a polo back in the ringside? Yeah, like, yes. like he left the ring. Wearing his trunks, and then he came back with the polo, but nothing on the bottom, just trunks. Magical Brian Leo confirmed, guys. I think only a handful of us get that, you know, inside joke. Magical Brian Leo confirmed. <laughs> so he got so many boosts because he was a he beated up Rex Lawin and Veronica after that. Then the man of the hour came. Leo Rush? No. no. <laughs> um, back RG. Oh came Woo. out and said he addressed about Hassel what they did like because they vandalized the play the office of Gus Queens mm -hmm. and now he's trying to he's here to fight Lucas Buhawi in the tournament and can I just say like it was really interesting choice that they got what theme song they got for Lucas Buhawi it is Which one? The Sickness by Disturb Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. I'm not gonna do that <laughs> okay fine alright you so, it was, a it was a really unfair match for this because you have RG with the people for the Congus group compete against Lucas Bohawe. So, it's like an advantage game for him. And RG was able to beat Lucas Bohawe with a briefcase shot on the head. Was the referee conscious when that happened? Was he? I don't think so. Don't think so. But I think, as or far as I remember, him. he was distracted. He was distracted by the Congas people. Okay. So no threat of getting fired even though he yeah, used the no, briefcase. No, no, no. no threats or anything. Uh, the ref got distracted. Then 
Takarji, a hit, Lucas Bohawi with a briefcase. So, uh, it's all Gus people except Rex now in the semifinal. So, it's yes. going to be interesting. And what's the yeah. bracket look? What does the, and, uh, what does the bracket look like? So, the bracket you have in one round, one bracket, you have Rex Lawin versus Moises Liwanag. And then the other, you have Jomar Liwanag versus Pac RG. <laughs> After that match, uh, before we get to the main event, we have to go back to Gig Striker. So we have a scene where Gig Striker's in bed, okay? And next to him is the girl from the room to room. From the room to room oh, in yeah. the org. Okay. And then they show the title again. Ikasamo ipopotoko. It had a whole new meaning into it. Okay. <laughs> like, we're like, ah, so that's why it's called Ikasamo ipopotoko. Now, does this mean this is the end of his short films? We'll never, we'll see, we'll find out in the next show. Well, he might have full length features now. Hopefully. 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 So, oh, sorry. So we got that done, the tournament matches. So what else do we have up next after the pack RG match? Is it the main event? Yes. Wait, um, hold on. Okay. A video first. A video first. Um, Ho Ho Lun and the Mandros confronted the GD. We forgot. Uh, Link forgot to mention that. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, Ho Ho and the Mandros uh, confronted the GD and prompting the GD to beat up the three of them. So, the three of them being Ho Ho or Hassel? All of them. I know. Oh, uh, no. Ho Ho and the Mandros. So, this sort of sets the events for the next show. So, hopefully, it'll be Ho Ho Lun going up against Tajiri. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's not yet announced, but hopefully. Fingers crossed. Then, now we got the main event Ho Ho Lun. The MWF champion going up against the very underdog, Kyle Season. Man, if you can remember, back in last year's Road to Fate, Kyle Season was the most hated guy in the MWF roster because of his antics, his way of getting of interacting with the fans or even the wrestlers with the dry hum and cheating antics. But here. One year later, he's now main eventing and he's now gunning for the MWF championship. I'll just tell a personal story. After the show, I was able to chat with Kyle Season. And I told him that night was, hopefully one day I can see you compete for the MWF championship. And here we are, one year later. No more booze, all cheers. And a new team song, by the way. Yes, in which he rapped. In which he rapped. The theme song, his his entrance music. So now he joins, according to Anne, he now joins Shawn Michaels with wrestlers who sing their own theme songs, mm -hmm. along with Bombay Wars, I think. And uh, yes. Tyler Breeze. Yes. And Tyler Breeze. Okay, uh, so what can you guys say about the main event? So the main event, it was more of, it was at first more of Ho Ho Loon's advantage, since he's seen as like the bigger guy in the match. However, Cal Season was able to get away with it along the way through his typical low blow advantage, which is not getting boost, it's getting a pop during the whole night. We, there's a point where we thought Cal Season would have won the title, 
with that low blows. Can I just say, Kyle Season gave five low blows. Uh, five. Five low blows to Ho-Ho Lun. Like, dude, your balls are crushed. Yet, Ho-Ho still won. So, Ho-Ho Lun beats Kyle Season with the Dragon Suplex and won. But that's not all. Ho-Ho Lun ended up beating up Kyle Season throughout. So, and then the man to come out to save the day was the man who just defeated Ho-Ho Lun, ay, Tajiri, earlier the night, Fabio Makisig. And Fabio Makisig came out, beat up Ho-Ho Lun, and vandalized his face. I'm still not sure what he's trying to draw in his face. So, Fabio Makisig, if you're listening to this, hopefully you can tell us what you're trying to draw on Ho-Ho Lun's face. Then... We see the two, Ho-Ho Loon in the ring, Fabio Makisig in the crowd, standing tall. Maybe this is a sign that he's now the next guy to take place of Robin Sane as the new People's Champion of the Manila Wrestling Federation. I hope so, because like, losing Robin Sane, it's a huge blow for MWF itself. There's a big void that needs to be filled in. So, will it be Fabio Makisig? Or will it be someone else, Nigel Sanose, a new wrestler? Maybe the black shirt who has not yet wrestled, who has not yet been unlocked? So we'll, we'll find out along the way. However, they didn't announce like when the next MWF show will be. So they haven't yet. So stay tuned for that. So all in all, guys, what can you say about MWF's Road to Fate? So I've only been in the first, in the two shows, three shows, so out of five. So you have MWF um, Kasaysayan, you have Oris and Liwanak, and then this one, Road to Fate. Um, as far as I can see, is that MWF Road to Fate probably is one of the most energetic shows we've had so far. Because, right, because after what happened in the previews, there was like ups and downs along the way. Some really good shows, let's say, like Halalan, and then some very controversial shows like Horos and Luanag. And now you have Road to Fate, one of the, probably one of the best shows they've done this year. It was really energetic. It really got the crowd pumped up. Um, the matches were really intriguing as well to watch. How about you, Lennis? Um, I haven't missed a show since, uh, when was their first show? Um, yeah, I think that was me. So, I haven't missed a show ever since this year. And I have to say that it's really a big step up. A really big step up for for the MW, for the whole management. Because people are saying, at first, people are saying that making the shows free are a big blow. But MWF are proving that Hey, we can pull this off. And kudos to them. Kudos to everyone working in the management. You guys are really continuing to prove um, to prove to the doubters in the scene that you guys are really working your asses off. So thank you guys for giving it all, every show, and yun lang. And also thank you, Linus and Link, for the show review. I mean, this is so awesome. First time we got you on the show. First time we got to talk about the show in general, yes. right? We only just watch a show like MWF, PWR, maybe uh, a certain Gus Global show a few months back. What's up, Coco Gus? We were all there, right? Yeah, we were there. 
okay. wasn't there. But okay. I heard. Yeah, one of two. One of two. That, that, that's close. Got close. But all I can say is thank you guys once more. Yes. And that was day two of the three-day wrestling weekend. And I saw you guys the next day. Well, you, PWR. Yeah, was so like, uh, yikes. Um, it was an enjoyable week. So again, uh, any parting words? Uh, link plug in um, two videos that will be presented in Kayfabe Cafe. So first off, we have Vlogged Out, which is the one that Ant hosts. And the one that me and Linus were ho- are hosting, Oh Shoot, where we ask some questions to the fans and wrestlers. One of them being, um, it's a very, fo- it's just basically shows how like we present ourselves. Who do you think w- in the MWF roster should dress up as Ricardo Milos for Halloween? And this video also explains why I wasn't in PWR Beautiful. Uh, first and foremost, I would like, you know, thank you Olet to Martin for yeah. inviting us. Like, this, hopefully we didn't screw things up. <laughs> no. 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 So, yeah. You saved the town of Yanks <laughs> for your contributions today. You have our thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, thank, uh, thank you, Martin. So, yeah, it's, it's really a good time. Yeah, it's really fun to watch or talk about wrestling with Jobber Talk. All right, and uh, again, so you you can catch Linus and Link, as well as our friends Ant, Jag, and Vspot at Kfib Cafe. They have a Facebook, they have a YouTube page. I think they still have an active Twitter. I don't know. No, we don't use it that much. You don't use it that uh, much. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for KFib Cafe. You could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also KFib Cafe. Uh, Twitter is a bit inactive, but if you want to follow it, you could also search for at uh, KFib Cafe. Anyway, guys, thank you so much, and please don't forget to help this site unsuck by liking Jobber Talk on Facebook. That's Facebook.com/slash/JobberTalk. Check us out on the YouTube at Channel 14, and we also have other shows like Third World Linux, Third World Gaming. Good nights and everyone's favorite and mine, Radio Norm. And we'll see you on the next shows.